Hey, I'm John Ellis, and this is episode four of Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. The show designed to take you from zero to hero in the business networking world. Now, I've mentioned before now, I am by no means a confident networker or a convert to the process. In fact, the first couple of times I attended networking events, I was quite reticent and distrusting of the entire process. So if that's roughly where you are right now, I understand that, I get it. And that's why you should stick around. Think of me as your representative. We can be one around together. Now, for that to happen, We'll need an expert's help, someone who practices what they preach and for whom networking has more than helped pay the bills, in addition to making friends, sourcing leads and intel, helping others, and a whole heap of other stuff that we'll find out about over the course of this series of podcasts. It's the man responsible for our show from Aberdeen Business Network, Andrew Smith. Hi, Andrew. Hi, John. Good to see you again. And you. Now, this is our fourth episode, and we're working firmly on an assumption, which is this, that you are invested enough in the concept, not Andrew, but you, invested enough in the concept, the potential benefits of networking, that you are here to learn best practice for giving it a go. Now, if you stumbled across us for the first time right now, please make sure to go back to the beginning at some stage and have a proper binge. In episode one, we dealt in depth with why all the pros of networking outweigh any cons and any reservations you might have about networking in the first place. Episode two was all about the importance of pre-planning, pre-event. So you're good to go from the off, including a tip for sourcing an all-important document. Find out what that is. Plus Andrew's other hints in episode two. And last week in episode three, we ventured into our example networking room, physically or virtually, and began to mingle the right way. Uh, you'll find our complete back catalogue online so you can catch up. Search Cows, not Cow, on Apple or whatever you get your podcasts. And whilst you're there, please remember to rate and review us. You can also hit subscribe as well. And that way, you get the show delivered every week to your device as soon as it comes out. Just click subscribe. That's Cows, not Cow, whatever you get your podcasts. We are there. So now for episode four, and we are in the room. Uh, here comes another block of learning from our during section of networking. So what are we focusing on this time, Andrew? This week, I'd like to cover it's how to be as effective as possible in different networking situations. The situations that, that networkers may fear, new networkers may fear, existing networkers may have struggled with, and certainly some scenarios here that, that I know that, that I have, have struggled with in the past. So today is going to be uh, how to start a conversation with a group, what to do when the conversation goes silent, uh, what if the words just, just don't flow, if I get a bit tongue-tied, what if someone is trying to sell to me, uh, that's one that we're asked a lot, what happens when somebody else joins your conversation, speaking versus listening, because they both go on, but one's much more important than the other one, uh, and then finally conversation topics that should absolutely be avoided. Okay, let's start at the top of your little list here and how to start a conversation with a group. Now, you touched on this briefly last time from what I recall. And I, I remember we were looking out for things like if anyone's on the fringe of a group and not really actively contributing, whether that group is open, uh, if anyone there is smiling or inviting you across, that sort of thing. Am I, am I along the right lines? And, and how do we move in and get involved from that point, Andrew? Yes, definitely. Following on from, from what we've covered before, if there's a space in the group, there's somebody on their own, somebody at an edge of a group, uh, you know, good body language, somebody smile or, or welcoming you in, and you've made it start there, 
then it's yet yeah, how does it actually start? You know, that space, that conversation, that's where you're heading for. We've quite often been asked, what I say at the very start, and I think at this point, it's keep it, it's keep it simple as you go and join the conversation. We're a school of thought that would say, you don't have to ask, do you mind if I join you? But I think it's just good manners to an existing group, existing conversations going on, just to go and say, hi, do you mind if I, if I join you? It's extremely likely that the answer you know, to that is going to be, you know, is going to be yes. And then it is as simple you know, as putting your, you know, your, uh, your hand out or just saying, introducing yourself and saying, you know, hi, I'm John, it's nice to meet you. Hoping and expecting quite rightly that others are, are going to do the same. So there's no need at that stage for the very complicated, you know, questions or open questions or let's get into the developing the rapport. There is no hurry. Do you mind if I join you? Or is it okay if I join you? And then it's introducing yourself with the expectation that others are going to do the same. Okay, next, uh, what to do when the conversation goes silent? Now, I know a lot of people think an absolutely gobby person will, will never have that issue, but I'll wager it happens to everybody at some point or another. So what do you do at that stage? It does happen to everyone some of the time. That's not just, this doesn't just happen in, in networking events. It can happen in any social situation you know, where the conversation goes quiet. We shouldn't feel the responsibility to, uh, to fill that vacuum, to, to fill the silence. Obviously, if everybody feels the same way, then nobody's going to speak. But especially if you're newer to networking, then don't feel that you have to say something. But if nobody is coming forward and the pain of the silence is hurting you too much, again, it is, it is keep it simple. So start off, don't be the... Uh, don't be the young bull in Russia. You'll be the old bull, wait and see if anybody else says or asks something. But if you think, no, I'm going to do it, it's ask the very easy questions about something like, so have you been to this event before then? Or what do you all think of this event? Or have you all had a busy day today? Or was it far for you to come today? So again, it's keeping it simple. And if that helps to get the conversation going again, then, then that's a good thing. But don't necessarily feel that the pressure, you know, is on you. If you're in a group, then I would say it's equal responsibility to then we bring something up that's going to get the conversation going again. It's that thing with uh, with silence, isn't it? That teachers always used to use when when you were you probably were never kept back after school, Andrew. But you know, <laughs> if, if if something if something had happened in school and a teacher would just allow silence to fill a room until they knew ultimately that you would dive in. Uh, here's an interesting one. What if the words don't flow? Does, does this apply to either side of the conversation, Andrew, or do we mean predominantly where, where you can't find the words yourself? I do mean if we can't find the, can't find the words ourselves. Uh, because sometimes it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't fall into place. We might have had a, uh, a bad day, a long day. We might have something else on our, on our minds. In the same way, whatever it is that we do, we don't always perform at our best all the time. That can sometimes be the case at networking events. And if it helps to, to take the pressure off for newer networkers especially, then don't you want to try to be in your game all the time, of course, but you'll ne never be able to do it 100% of the time. But if you've got an event and you're feeling that way, then kind of take the pressure off what it is that you're saying by asking questions of, of others. You know, give them the chance to, to speak. Find out more about them, about what they do, about what they are 
business goals are, try and find out some, some non-work things, you know, about them, what they're into, perhaps hobbies, interests, family. So if you feel that you're not quite in the, in the networking zone, don't think, oh, I have to get it right here. You put more pressure on yourself. Take the pressure off yourself. Ask questions of others, which is the key factor in developing rapport and new relationships anyway. Again, here's another one that we've flirted around the edges of before. Uh, this has actually happened to me. What if someone is trying to sell to me? That's the question. What if someone is trying to sell to me? The thing I always worry slightly about here is that although I don't want to stand there and be sold to, I also don't want to offend someone completely uh, by saying something that, that that blunt outright. It's like one of those very British problems, isn't it? So <laughs> what do you do in that instance, Andrew? Yes, there's a, there's a balance to be found. Of course, we don't want to be rude. But at the same time, we don't want a, a conversation to go to 10, 20, 30 minutes in a two-hour event where somebody isn't trying to develop a relationship with us. They're not interested in us. They just want to sell their, their product or service. And that can happen for a whole number of reasons. The other person, they could be nervous. They could have you know, sales targets to hit. Your business could be you know, really, really needing the, you know, needing, the, needing the sales. So what I would recommend is if the conversation has gone one way for too long, you have to try and pick your moment and kind of interrupt a little bit and turn the conversation to you speaking at that stage. Again, they have to draw breath. They have to draw breath at some point, you know, and when they do that, that is the chance to pounce and say something along the lines of, I found that as well. I also think this, we found, and then to turn the conversation. And it can be the case you know, they, then they think, wow, at last, I've been talking a little bit too much. It's nice to hear about them. However, if all that happens is they use the time that you're speaking to then really just be waiting for you to take breath so they can start speaking again, then you know it's a one-way conversation and they don't really deserve to have your, have your time. And that's when we then need to go into the mode of, of then saying, you know, thank you for your time. Do you have a business card? I look to bring that, that conversation to an end. Because somebody just pouncing and trying to sell without qualifying, without getting to know you, that is not a good use of your time when you go networking. I tell you, if, if there's one thing that I think everybody should take from this series of podcasts is that phrase, they have to breathe sometime. <laughs> if they don't, then you're probably yes. in the wrong place anyway. <laughs> yes, if, if they don't breathe at all and you can see that, then I need the way as quickly as possible. Don't worry about seeing anything. Just head for <laughs> Right at the beginning, we focused on how to start a conversation with a group. Now it's a little bit like the tables being turned. What do we do when others join our conversation? My guidance here would be to, to treat others joining our conversation the way we would like to be treated ourselves. So when I've talked before about you looking for, you know, body language, a smile, a little bit of a space, you want people to say who they are, what they do to welcome you into the, the group. That's what we want to do. People remember that as well when we when we do that. So it's crucial to know that no matter how well our chat and it's going in, in the group that, that we're in, at a networking event, that conversation, that group could be joined by anyone at any time. And that's okay. I've heard some networkers over the years talking about, you know, potentially somebody interrupted our conversation. Nobody interrupts your conversation when you're networking. They join the conversation 
it's ebb and flow. People come into the group, people leave. The group splits into, you know, all these things happen. So it's bearing in mind that the conversation may have to be continued after event, and that's fine. It's a good thing when somebody else comes in because they can add to the conversation, could be a new connection for you, and they can make new introductions as well. Here's a good one, speaking versus listening. Now, this one I, I think I know. I might not practice it all the time, but I think I know it. Listening wins nearly 100% of the time, doesn't it? It's the only way you're going to learn anything in these situations, surely. Yes. And if I had to pick one thing that I think is the number one networking mistake, it's people talking too much and not doing enough listening. Now, we covered earlier that if somebody is you know, is talking too much. And obviously we made it clear that that is a, you know, that's a bad thing that we want to get across what it is that, that we do. So I don't believe that a conversation is a good one where it's a hundred percent listening and you're not speaking. You want people that you've met to know what it is that you, that you do, but for developing rapport, showing interest in others is massive. If you're trying to develop a relationship and also hear vital intel, hear about potential opportunities as well. So by doing that, the only way we can do that is by asking questions and listening, and listening properly. I gave the example earlier that when somebody else is speaking, it is not an opportunity for us just to wait for the clever thing that we're going to say next. It's to really listen, to think about what they're saying, and show that then by asking questions about their answers. So of course we want to get across what it is that we do, we want the conversation to be two-way. We want it to be like a game of tennis rather than just machine gun fire from, from one party. But if we're looking to develop rapport, it's asking questions and it's listening, listening well. That is the key to, to anything, really, I think, in, the, in this instance. Finally, for this batch of advice, conversation topics <laughs> which, uh, which work and topics to avoid. So we're back to things like, would you like to see my collection of scars? As one to maybe as one to maybe skip while the coffee and biscuits have been passed around. Uh, so, what are the ones to um, to avoid, then, Andrew, and the ones to use? I think a very important point is that I would encourage all networkers to find their natural style to, to to be themselves because when we're ourselves, we relax more. People pick up on that; they're more drawn towards us, and relationships start and develop more easily. You know, so so be yourself and don't be afraid you know, to talk about the things that, you know, that you're into when you're asked the question. However, there are certain topics that just don't have a place in networking event conversations. Things like politics, race, religion, these, these, these things just should not be covered. And other potentially controversial topics, that's just not the place for them. If we want to talk about them with our friends, buying clothes, that, that is fine. But at a networking event, we try to be ourselves, but try to also represent ourselves and represent our business, our businesses or organisations. So there isn't a place for these topics. And also, it's to be careful as well. Maybe you are speaking with people that you know very well. You know, with your pals at a networking event, it's still not the right place you know, to cover some of these things because somebody that doesn't know you may just hear part of the conversation. is not aware of your relationship, you know, of the sort of humour that, that's being used. So that's not the time and the place. There are a million other things to, to talk about, but these controversial things like politics, race, you know, religion, sexuality, yeah, just lay off them, not at networking events. 
Some more tips for during an event, which we hope have helped a little. What are we moving on to next time, Andrew? I'm going to spend a bit of time on uh, sharing some tips for, for post-event, uh, the post-event follow-up especially, because no matter how well we do a networking event, it counts for next to nothing if we don't do the next stage, and that's following up quickly and effectively. I'm John Ellis. Thanks for joining us today for Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. And if you found this useful, please rate and recommend us. And please subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. Then you'll get us every week with all the good stuff, the hints and the tips for free, exactly what you want when you need it. And if you'd like to find out more about Andrew, the art of networking or the networking scene in Aberdeen, Scotland, check out abnworks.co.uk, abnworks.co.uk for some more networking blog tips, abnworks.co.uk. And you'll find Andrew on LinkedIn as well, where he's always happy to make new connections and chat about people's networking questions, experiences, and challenges. Search Andrew Smith from Aberdeen Business Network on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time. And thanks for listening.